celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Here's the toll-free number, 1-866-405-8405. On the other end, Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Villani answering your questions about, uh, well, medical questions and grooming questions and whatever questions you have. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. You can also ask your questions on the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And it's a free download, so go download that puppy right now. On the show today, we're going to talk to a lady who's put together the Charm School for Wayward Cats. Sounds bizarre, <laughs> but if you're a regular listener, you know that uh, Lori reported on this a couple of weeks back, and we just were so intrigued we had to dig deeper and find out more. So listen up if you have a wayward cat. Yeah, think about there's, that. There's hope. Yes. There's help out there. Also, you're not alone. Also, tomorrow we are kicking off the Kimpton's fifth annual pet photo contest. And this is always exciting because we get to judge at the uh, end of the contest. So if you have some pet photos that you think are just spectacular, you'll want to upload them. We'll tell you how to do that. There's some big-time prizes, including JetBlue airfare for you, somebody else, and your pet, and a three-night stay at a Kimpton hotel. Yeah, and it don't, it's wow. not limited to dogs or cats. Any kind of pet you have, See, just send in photos. I'm definitely putting my pets in. I'm just going to lie and say that's not mine. Put a fake you know, we're, Yes, yes. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Joey, Joe Villain. You can't do that because you're a judge, unfortunately, and uh, you'll be judging at the end. And Well, you got to keep it on the level and keep it... Fair playing field, yeah. but we you know, do. It's, it's no, it's no fair. I mean, we get these great, these great competitions and all that. We, you know, we can't be part of. I, I, I want to stay at Kimpton Hotel and fly JetBlue. Come you know, on, this is the cross we have to bear as judges for <laughs> this contest. I'm sorry. That's yeah, it. Joy, didn't you ever hear that employers and family not eligible? Just don't pull a Steve Harvey, okay? When we announce the winner, that's all. Well, you know, the last winners have all been dogs. I know. I'd like to see something different this year. Yeah, like a ferret. I think yeah, I think only dogs have made it in the top five. Iguana. Yeah. So think about that. And of course Kimpton Hotels, they'll let you stay with your iguana or ferret or flamingo. Yeah, or if you have a little hedgehog or something, wouldn't that be cute? That would be good. We'll give you more details in just a couple of minutes, uh, right here on Animal Radio. Lori, working hard in the newsroom. I say that every week and yes, you do work very hard. You're always here before anyone else shows up, digging out the best pet stories available. What do you have this week? Someone's gotta do that, Hal. And I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. If you have uh, pets that are bed hogs, I know mine, you know, they could yep. sleep vertically like yep. the rest of us, but no. So what do you do? How do you find a room on the mattress to sleep if you want to sleep with your pet? There's a new mattress out, whole new bed thing going on for pets and their pet parents. We'll tell you all about it on the way. Wow. I remember like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we reported on that guy who put a couple, built a bed for his whole family of animals and his wife. Yeah. It was like huge. Yeah, it was like two king-size beds put together or something. Yeah, we'll see what this it is. was. I think it was like 13 feet or something. Wow. I will sleep, and I think most listeners will sleep in any kind of weird position just to accommodate their animals. And that's why we all have mm. backaches. <laughs> what do you say we go to the phones? Hey, Lisa. Hola. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you doing, Lisa? What's going on? Um, well, a couple of things. One, um, just want to say thank you because uh, about six months ago I called in and uh, I was concerned because my kitty and my hubby weren't getting along very well. And oh, the yeah. doctor had suggested that um, he takes over the food and the treats and things like that. And mm-hmm. they're good buddies now. So They're good buddies now. <laughs> you Yay! see? Good job, Doc. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. And it just goes to prove that, you know, cats, you know, there's a way to their heart and it's their stomach. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Not just cats, humans too. I know that's the way to my heart. Oh, yeah, that's humans too. I agree. <laughs> so what's going um, on now, though? Well, my question is, I was wondering what uh, what would be the best kitty food to uh, feed them. Um, we actually have two cats. They're both males. They're about a year old now. Um, we've been feeding them uh, Purina 1 as well as uh, alternating with Heinz. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, it's a tough question because there really is no easy answer. There's no perfect food for any one given pet. Um, now, there's different thoughts when it comes to nutrition in cats. And some of the new um, research as they look at nutrition in kitties is that, you know, they're carnivores. And we need to keep that in mind with their diets. And that sometimes maybe feeding these kibble diets that are high carbohydrate just may not always be the best thing for them. Um, so higher protein foods or even canned foods, exclusively canned foods, have actually been shown to keep our kitties healthier weight. Um, so that might be one thing. But now, as far as brands, like I said, I don't have anything major against any of those brands. I think those are high-quality foods. Um, it depends on what also works for your kitties. So not only how great someone tells you it is, but how good it is and consistent for their bowels, uh, for them using the litter box, and for their overall thriving. Um, so uh, for me, you know, I like to find a major company that has a nice, reputable name, that has a uh, veterinary uh, person I can call on a 1-800 number because um, that's very important for me that there's nutritional background um, with a diet. And, and both of those that you've mentioned have that. So uh, um, is there anything particular with their health that we need to be focused on? No, um, they're both very healthy. But I was just concerned if maybe one was better than another. Is it okay to yeah. be switching between foods back and forth? Good question. And the the general answer is that most pets, dogs and cats alike, thrive when they're on a consistent diet. So we feel like we need to switch it up sometimes to make it more interesting. But actually, their digestive tract does better if we keep that on a consistent brand and even a consistent flavor. Um, and then just not get too worried about the idea that, oh, today they need uh, turkey dinner, and yesterday it was chicken dinner, and tomorrow it's going to be giblets. And um, So, yeah, I would just say pick one, stick with it, and... And, uh, you know, if they're happy with it, then I'm happy with it. Okay, great. Thanks for your call, Lisa. We appreciate you listening. one 405 is the number. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by World's Best Cat Litter. You know, you love your cat, but you don't love constantly buying cat litter. I don't. I love the concentrated power of World's Best Cat Litter for more performance with less litter. You can find it at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. And thanks so much for underwriting Animal Radio. And what do you say we take one for Dr. Debbie right now? And We have Paul on the phones. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from, man? I'm calling from Pismo. Pismo Beach. Pismo Beach. Okay. Yeah. How can we help you today? What's up? Well, today I have a 12-year-old Golden here, and... He has a hot spot on his paw, and it's okay. been something we've been. He chews on it. It's not. It's actually the uh, joint about what that six inches above the end of his paw. Okay, kind joint. of the wrist area. Yes, ma'am. It's he okay. uh, licks a about a one centimeter um, area raw. He licks both paws, but the one on the left is the one that he's got raw down, and I have to take a sock, and I, I coat him with some ointment on it, and I put the sock on with half a roll of duct tape, which lasts about one day. Okay. Sometimes. 
You're, you're testing the limits of your socks there. <laughs> oh, I, I buy them really cheap and just cut, I cut the sock in half and one half makes, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so tell me, how long has he been licking at this leg? Um, you know what? He's had this on and off for years, but, okay. uh, he hasn't done it, I'd say for about a year or two, but, uh, we noticed him doing it a week ago. And okay. by that time, it was already sore, and um, he's keeping at it. Okay. Well, a couple things. Oh, so I'm going to term this maybe not so much a hot spot. Hot spots are a type of a bacterial skin infection. But more specifically, when we have a chronic licking wound over a leg, over a joint, we tend to classify these more as what we call acral lick dermatitis, um, or people call them lick granulomas. And okay. what, the way that we kind of characterize them, what makes them a little different, is that they're usually over the the top of a joint. And usually front legs or hind legs are, are, are very common. The area loses hair, becomes very thick, um, mm-hmm. almost kind of scarred. Yep. Um, and uh, it's notably very um, annoying for the pet. So they, they are constantly drawn to it to want to lick at it. Um, so that's it. kind of how we classify what we call a lick granuloma. A lick granuloma. Yeah. So the challenge is this is one of the most frustrating skin conditions that we can have in dogs. And veterinary dermatologists will tell you that there is no easy fix. Um, There are a lot of different factors that can lead to it. And it depends. Some dogs will have one. Some will have a combination of them. We do tend to see um, lick granulomas a little bit more in male dogs. And um, golden retrievers, Labrador retrievers are really common, as well as Dobermans, um, German Shepherds. So there's some of these different breed tendencies. But the triggers can be things such as allergies. Um, we sometimes see chronic infection in there. We can also even have a psychological component, so kind of almost um, anxiety or an OCD type problem. So it so depends on. <laughs> hey, I haven't tried that one. Um, but the art, because of the different causes, there's different things that we'll try. So I, if someone tells me I want a topical, I want an ointment that I can put on here to stop my dog from licking it, I'll say, do you have 20 bucks you want to give me right now and waste it? Because <laughs> there is no single ointment that's going to fix this problem. And it's where it really does mean getting kind of a, a bit more to the heart of it. Um, that being said, there are some kind of guidelines that I can give you. Um, one of the most important things is that we have to stop the lick cycle because with these granulomas, there's there's a reward. It feels good to lick. There's actually dogs, they release an endorphin from this chronic licking, and it also kind of temporarily anesthetizes the area, so that kind of makes it feel better temporarily. But they don't understand that that actually makes this inflammation worse, and it makes it harder for it to get better. So... If we leave a dog to do what they're going to do, they're going to lick because they can't stop themselves. So, um, you know, they're not doing it just to get our attention. They're really very itchy. There's there, there's a trigger that's causing them to do this. So for me, whatever we need to do to stop the itch, that will be a combination of a cone, bandaging, um, whatever. So the, the anti-licking products, um, there's a lot out there. Um, my guidelines with that are not to put it directly on the wound because that will burn like the bejesus. <laughs> So just think if you put liquid heat on um, an open wound of yours, you'd be screaming. So it well, is only you know those what? products I've are. Tried them. I've tried them all, and apparently he's just like me. He likes the hot sauce. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a Doberman pincher that I used to see years ago, and we tried every product, the gels, the tapes, the Tabasco with Vaseline, you name it, and nothing stopped. And some dogs, the, the desire to lick is so strong, they're not deterred by these things. So that's why I'm saying I'm not going to waste your time telling you to go pick up a tube or something to stop because that's not going to be the way to do it. But the way to get to it is to, to try other therapies. So if we do have a dog that's anxious or doing it out of obsession, then anti-anxiety medicines actually can help. It takes some time, but they really can help. Um, for an older dog, especially, you know, one that is licking right over the joint, you know, there can be pain. So, you know, have your vet check for arthritis because sometimes something as simple as arthritis management can help to decrease that repetitive licking at that joint. Um, okay. And then other things that I'll use will be um, antibiotics, um, and if it's bad enough, a lot of times steroids, because we have to use something to stop that inflammation, stop the itching. And in an older pet, that's not something we do just indiscriminately. So, again, your, your veterinarian would have to guide you with that. But that is something that, um, whether we do that in a pill form or even kind of preferable, is we'll take an um, injection of a steroid, and we actually inject it right into the sore area. And that gives relief right at the zone of where the problem's at. So that can be very helpful for things. Do topical steroids? They work? can help some, but but um, if that's our sole therapy, they really don't do enough. Um, of the ones, there is a veterinary product called Synodic that is used a lot for ear infections, um, and it contains a steroid and an anti-inflammatory in it. And, and, and that I'll tend to use on that area. Right. But, you know, th- this would be something, if you haven't seen your veterinarian, I would definitely advocate for um, at least doing some basic um, therapies that we can do to try to help them out. There's okay. a lot of things I can do and recommend as far as tests, but, you know, if you come in, Paul, and you said, hey, Doc, you know, I got 100 bucks. I don't want to go crazy here. There's a lot of good that we could do for your dog, um, but I think it's just a matter of, you know, getting him in there for the care he needs. Well, he was so expensive the last time he swallowed the rock. It was unbelievable. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> you know what? He yeah, needs a job. You've got to get him out on a corner with a cute little sign saying, you know, we'll work for food. <laughs> Need to pay vet expenses. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Paul, thank you so much for your call. Hopefully that'll work, and uh, let us know how that goes. We're always sure, here for you. Thank you very, very much. I'll, I'll uh, ask the vet about the steroid idea. Thanks for listening in uh, Pismo Beach, California, on KBEC. Love that station. Uh, let's head back to the phones toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 for your calls. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. When you travel to New York, L.A., Chicago, and other major U.S. cities, stay at Kimpton Hotels, where all pets are always free. In the meantime, enter your pet in Kimpton's fifth annual pet photo contest by January 31st to win fantastic prizes like a three-night getaway to any Kimpton hotel, plus airfare for two people and a pet on JetBlue. Enter at KimptonHotels.com slash pet contest or on Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag KimptonPetPick2016. Sit, stay, and play at Kimpton Hotels. I am the family dog, and it's that time of year again. The one where pet parents start looking for Fido-friendly hotels and destinations where Fido is welcome. Make no bones about it. Pets are part of the family, and we like to sniff out new places too. And we hate to be turned away, especially when we're on our best behavior. So we won't be left out in the cold. Be sure to pick up a copy of Fido-friendly magazine to find the best hotels and destinations where Fido is always welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. 
How long would you wait for your shower to get hot? How long would you wait for your cell phone to fully charge? How long would you wait to get relief from your nasal congestion? If you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No-Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. For more information, go to afrin.com. Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance. Free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics, canine caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world, and that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, this is Mayim Bialik on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Animal Radio, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. And don't forget you can ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download, thanks to those folks over at Doctors Fosters and Smith. And we'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds here. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk to Sean Simmons. Is that correct, Sean Simmons? That's correct. And she runs the Charm School for Wayward Cats. Now, I believe you did a new story on that, didn't you? Yes, I did. It, wait a minute. It's Sean Simons. So it's not Simmons. It's not Simmons. It's no. Simons. <laughs> okay. Simmons, Simons. You say tomato. I say tomato. Well, it's spelled the same way. No, one M or two M's, guys. That's right. Makes a difference. Whatever way you cut it or pronounce it, it's it's bizarre to me. Yeah, I first heard it in Lori's News, and I thought, oh, my God, I've got to, go, I've got to learn more about this story. Well, it's actually pretty intriguing, and yes. this lady will be joining us in just a few minutes right here you on know, Animal Radio. I'd like to see that. Cats walking around with books. You know, yeah. top of the head. Perfect posture. A graduation with their little caps and gowns. Yes. Yep. Yep. What do you have on the show today, Joey? You know what? Did you ever, somebody's pet or your own pet ever walk into the room and you say, P.U. Oh, yeah. And you think about spraying Febreze on them. Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Everybody, smelly cat, smelly cat, it's not your fault. Well, you know, stick around. I don't think you can use Febreze on uh, it. Hey, quick, we'll find out. Quick fix. I use it on me. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, I guess kind of along the same line, stinky and chemicals. Uh, talking about smoking, and, you know, we know how bad smoking is for humans. Now we'll tell you about the effects that your smoking has on your pets. That's on the way. Let's go to the phones first. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. How are you today? Good. Where are you? Um, I'm in Kiwanee, Illinois, in the freezing weather. Ooh. Ooh. We, well, we'll send our warm wishes your way. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with we your pets? Yeah, okay. First class. Here they come. What, what's going on with your pet today? Um, actually, it's not nothing is going on with my pet. It's some stuff that we've heard about. And um, I listened to you last week, and you talked about it a little bit. But Dynavite. Um, mm. It's got a website, mm-hmm. kind of. And my question was this: is we feed our dogs what is called um, nature's recipe, and we get it from PetSmart. 
they say that the Dynavite is supposed to be really good. It gives insights and all this stuff. So it does does the Dynavite, for starters, does it work? Is it true what they say? Because it's pretty expensive. And does it take the place? I mean, can you actually feed your dogs, per se, junk, lower-quality dog food if you're feeding them the Dynavite? Okay, some good questions there, Kelly. And and the first thing is, I'll be honest, I am not on the Dynavite bandwagon. <laughs> um, okay. I, I'm a little bit concerned about any product that makes such grand claims that it's going to cure allergies and all of these type of things. Right, um, right. So can you feed a bad food and make up for it with a supplement? No, you cannot. And just like with people, if you don't eat a good balanced diet, um, popping those vitamins every day does not make up for that. Um, the same thing is true for our pets. So, um, you know, if you've got a good quality diet, I believe that that is the heart of the nutrition question here. And then, you know, there are supplements we'll sometimes add in. So I'm not opposed to trying a supplement for the benefit of, uh, you know, fatty acid supplementation or maybe a pet that might have skin problems. We might look at some zinc supplements, things like that. So there may be pets that benefit from this, um, but I would definitely run away from any product that tells you that it's going to be a cure-all. Um, and, and that's, you know, just, just my honest opinion. Um, have I used it on my own pets? No, but I uh, I feed them a good diet, and uh, you know they get their fatty acids every day, and um, you know I try to stay on top of their medical problems in that way. Okay, so, so then know. what you're really saying is that it's the fail-safe of all times. Is if it's if it sounds too good, it's too good. <laughs> yeah, you know it's kind of kind of goes the, like snake oil salesman there, and uh, you know like I said, there are definitely some pets that may benefit from it, but you know the cost, the expense. And I just can't put my heart behind a product that really claims to cure something, such as allergies, which is really an immune system kind of wiring that um, individuals have. And, you know, you can't fix that with a supplement. Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea and Tick medication delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com. I'm Lori Brooks. You've heard many times that smoking and secondhand smoke is bad for your health. What we haven't heard a lot about are the effects of secondhand smoke that it has on your pets. A recent study says that dogs and cats whose human smoke are at greater risk of cell damage, weight gain, and even more animal cancers. Researchers in Scotland discovered that an examination of the testicles removed from some dogs they castrated found a gene which acts as a marker of cell damage, and that was higher in dogs living in those homes that had a smoker. And they also found that dogs whose humans smoked also experienced a greater weight gain after being neutered. But if you have cats, they say, the risk is even greater because cats groom themselves. So that licking increases the amount of smoke chemicals that enter their bodies. The researchers say they expect to publish the study later this year. For those of us who love sleeping with our pets, but our cats and dogs are bed hogs. 
You know that feeling? Well, there's a company in Brazil now that has come up with a brand new mattress. It's a bunk bed of sorts that allows you to share the bed with your pet, but you don't have to jockey for your own spot. The base of this new mattress is a removable box that is really a pet bed. The pet bed addition to the under box springs idea actually came from a customer who wanted to sleep with her dog, but didn't want the dog in bed with her because it had some health problems. I'm thinking maybe it uh, pottied in bed or something, but the company will be launching U.S. operations sometime soon. Did you hear about this poor cat, a very, very smart cat, that used its litter box to stay afloat during a devastating flood that had water almost up to the ceiling of his house trailer in Missouri? Two members of the disaster response team from the Humane Society of Missouri pulled up to the trailer in a boat, no less, and were able to gently kind of get the cat out of there from the litter box as it virtually floated by a window inside that trailer. It was a lucky move, and no, the cat didn't even try to jump out of the boat. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadil, delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com. Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a Vet VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Remedil to non-prescription items like Canine Advantix Flea and Tick Preventive. Doctors Foster and Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Stella and Chewy's believes that selecting the best food is one of the most important decisions an owner can make for their pet. We believe that pets thrive when they're fed the same diet they'd get in the wild. Dogs and cats are carnivores, and meal mixers are a quick and convenient way to mix a little raw nutrition and great taste into their diet. Made from premium raw ingredients like grass-fed meat and cage-free poultry with organic fruits and vegetables, meal mixers help kickstart your kibble. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com. listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets toll-free. Here's the number, 1-866-405-8405. On the other end of that phone, Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Volani, ready to speak to you. And we'll talk to you in just a couple of minutes. But it is that time once again for the fifth annual has it been in five years? Holy moly. Yeah. The fifth annual Kimpton Pet Photo Contest. And we love uh, doing this because we we get to judge at the end of the contest the last five. And you know what? There's so many amazing pictures that come in during this contest. We'll tell you more about it in just a couple of seconds. But it is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. Top dog Steve Panetti joins us for the fifth year in a row. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Hey, you guys. Happy New Year. I'm doing terrific. How's everything at your end? 
absolutely splendid. Fantastic. For those that are brand new to Animal Radio and they don't know about Kempton Hotels, please tell listeners about Kempton. And- well, I, I always appreciate the uh, opportunity for some uh, shame, uh, shame, uh, selfless, <laughs> shameless self-promotion. <laughs> Couldn't get that out. Um, Kempton Hotels, um, uh, we're the folks that get credited for actually starting the boutique hotel concept back in 1981 in San Francisco. And, and the theme of our of our hotels and restaurants is we've got maybe about a 200-room hotel uh, paired up with the best restaurant and rising uh, star chef in town. And um, we go about making sure that the experiences that our guests have um, are second to none. And one of the best ways to make sure that um, the experiences for our guests that um, have pets that, that travel, that uh, they love to travel with, uh, that we respect our uh, pet guests as, as much, uh, sometimes even more, than our human guests. And we've been able to build up a terrific reputation uh, over these past 34 years in being the most pet-friendly hotel organization on the planet. Well, you know, a lot of hotels say they're pet-friendly, but they're really, like, just pet-tolerant. You guys really go above and beyond the call of duty, don't you? Well, you know, that's it's interesting. You know, I know a lot of the, ho- a lot of the bigger brands will um, they'll charge you by, uh, by the number of pets or the weight of the pet. That would be that would be like if I charged extra for everybody over 200 pounds. <laughs> uh, oops. And then if I uh, charge for more than, you know, two or three people in a room. We we show our pets the same uh, respect as our guests. We don't uh, we're, we're it's it's we're not doing it to make money. We're doing it because it's the right thing to do. I have to ask, what is some of the strangest pets that you've seen there at the hotels? I know you always ask me that, and it kind of gets more and more a little bit nuts. But we've had, well, dogs represent about 75%, but the cats, the birds, the ferrets, the rabbits, um, Animal Planet stayed with us in San Francisco with two iguanas and a small monkey. I can only uh, mention about the lady that uh, checked in with a boa constrictor, (laughs) not a boa around her neck. Um, And uh, fortunately, the boa left when the lady left. And uh, so that's that didn't a good cause thing. any uh, no trauma, no drama. But if you can uh, think of a of a of a of a pet, uh, they have found their way into a Kempton hotel at some point in time. Yeah, how and many Kemptons are there now? We have seventy uh, restaurants. Oh, wow. We have sixty hotels. Wow. Uh, we're in twenty-seven cities. Uh, this coming year, we have about twelve hotels and about fourteen restaurants that we're planning on opening as well. Let's uh, get down to brass and taxes, if you don't mind. The contest starts tomorrow. It is the fifth annual Kempton Pet Photo Contest, and it is so easy to enter. There are so many ways to do it, and there's always great prizes. Tell us about it. Well, the easiest way, kind of, there's two ways. Uh, you can enter, you know, a photo of your pet on the contest page at kemptonhotels.com, or you can upload a photo to Instagram by using the hashtag KemptonPetPick. That's P-I-C. 2016. Kempton Pet Pick 2016. And then uh, what are the prizes that we're looking at this year? We always get great sponsors to step up to the plate for this. Yeah, you know, it's always kind of an interesting, you know, we've got we've got Eddie Bowl, we've got Polka Dot Bakery and uh, Fido Friendly Magazine that have been with us for a long time. Uh, there's a grand prize uh, for the ultimate winner, uh, a three-night stay at a Kempton Hotel, some airline tickets for two fo- for two humans and appropriate pets, uh, uh, thanks to JetBlue Airline. Um, and this year, uh, we teamed up with uh, the professional artists at U Gallery. 
uh, you'll be able to get a pet portrait oh, wow. uh, of you and or pet. So uh, we'll narrow it down to about five entrants. Those five entrants will receive some of the goodies I just mentioned. Uh, but then we're smart enough to hand that whole thing <laughs> off to you guys and let you make the final selection. And we love doing fresh- that. Yes, we do. A lot of pressure. Yeah, you guys have, uh, we've killed it in the past. We've had, uh, a Petey, a Boston Terrier. Yep. Uh, we had a Bull Terrier named Chloe one year. The Rottweiler, uh, was named Raven. And then last year, uh, we had a, uh, 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 wearing a sweater from New York that took the prize. So you guys have done a super job. But I just noticed all of the winners in the past happen to be dogs. They are. So we're looking for other animals, you know? Yeah. Let's, uh. Absolutely. If it's your ferret, if it's your uh, kitty cat, if your flamingo, whatever it is, get that camera a clicking and take some pictures right now of you and your pets for this contest. Cool. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. I t- you know it's my pleasure. This is the one. I have a whole bunch of contests that I'm involved with with the company. This is the most fun. <laughs> it's the one I enjoy the most. I'm grateful for the opportunity and certainly all of the support that you've shown Kempton Hotels and restaurants over the years. We're very grateful. And we'll talk soon. Before the contest ends, we'll talk again, okay? You got it. Take care. Stephen Panetti uh, from Kenton Hotels, an awesome place. We stayed there, didn't we? We, we stayed, stayed there with San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, beautiful. And we, we took Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, and they had a sign on the entryway with her welcoming name. her. Yeah. And apparently it wasn't. I love that. They do that with all of the animals that come in there. We're going to head back to the phones for your calls toll-free at 1-866-405-8405 right now. Hello, everyone. It's Robert Semro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's Animal Radio List, six things to know when considering adopting a bird. January is Bird Adoption Month, and we certainly love all types of birds here at Animal Radio. Cockatiels, African greys, macaws, parakeets, finches, and canaries are just some of the popular birds for pets. But before you adopt one, here are six important things to know about birds when considering adding a bird to your family. Number one, birds can live very long lives. Depending on the type of bird you're bringing into the family, they may live for 20 to 50 years or even more. Some parrots have been documented living into their 80s. That means that this is a long-term commitment that will be with you longer than most other things in your life. Number two, birds are extremely social and need attention for their emotional and physical support. They need to be engaged by their family. Remember also that birds have different ways of communicating or vocalizing. Some sing or chirp, while others may converse with you using words, or maybe latch onto a particular phrase or twelve that you may or may not want to hear repeatedly. Number three, birds are active and very inquisitive. They need to have their minds and bodies engaged with room to move about in cages and hopefully a sheltered aviary or place to stretch their wings. If they have had their wings clipped, they also need to have room to exercise and toys to climb and swing on. Toys and other things that allow birds to work off their energy as well as nurture their natural instincts are critical for their physical and mental health. Number four, sleep is something that we pet parents want, but birds must have. That's right, sleep is essential to a bird's health. Most birds need in the range of 10 hours of sleep a night. So if you're a night owl, don't expect your bird to be. Number five, speaking of health, birds eat a varied diet that is more than just bird seed or pellets. 
They also need grains, fruits, vegetables, and some added vitamins and minerals as well. The term eating like a bird shouldn't refer to eating very little. Instead, it should probably refer to eating healthy and varied offerings that nature offers. From fruits to vegetables, there are a lot of quality options that not only provide your bird with sustenance and nutrition, but also engage their minds and their playful side as well. So what you feed and how you feed is critical. Finally, if you're going to adopt a bird, then remember that you will need to have a vet who specializes in bird medicine and care. Not every veterinarian works with birds or other exotic animals. Having a bird can be a rewarding long-term relationship. Birds are unique, colorful, and they have wonderful personalities and traits that are sure to endear them to you. Do you have another must-know update about bird ownership? Share it with us at our Animal Radio Facebook page. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Let's head to the phones, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And I think we are starting off with John. John, hi, this is Dr. Debbie. Yes, I have two questions. Uh, One is an old issue with my 14-year-old Silky Terrier. Practically since the day she was born, she has been licking everything in sight. Carpeting, the fence, cement. She does this regularly. And uh, I thought maybe she was bored, so I put it on my lap, and she starts licking my pants. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, (laughs) have you ever heard of such a thing? Yeah, I sure have. And she's always done this since you had her, huh? Yes. Some dogs, especially some of the really small dogs, have this excessive, I kind of call it an oral fixation, where they lick things to our annoyance. But it is basically a type of um, anxiety, a compulsion that they have. So the important thing we need to do is to make sure that we we don't reward when she behaves this way. We want to reward calm, quiet activity that doesn't kind of start her into this licking phase. And for some folks, you know, you might find that something's kind of make her lick more, whether it's your exposed skin and certain fabrics things like that so you might want to kind of watch that and avoid some of those little triggers um, but yeah it, it is a tough thing and we can always talk about behavioral medicines things like that but once you understand that this is kind of her way of coping um, and also um, looking for attention from you guys um, that we just can't kind of give in to that um, so that that's the way I would gear towards this okay and the newest thing with her is um, my regular groomer closed their shop. I don't know if they went out of business. So I took her to a uh, chain store for grooming, Mm -hmm. and they called me back, so they couldn't do it. She'd have to be sedated to talk to my vet to have her sedated because uh, she was, I guess, unmanageable. Huh. In in a sense, was she trying to bite them or just a wiggle fest? (laughs) um, I guess she was. Well, I know she bites, but I warned them about that, but I guess they couldn't deal with it for some reason, even though she's been groomed all her life. Okay. And I'm wondering, that sounds like pretty harsh for a 14-year-old dog to be sedated just to be groomed. Well, you know... Yeah, and, and the, the big challenge is I do find sometimes with our older dogs, they kind of get into kind of the, uh, 
what I kind of call the uh, the old dog uh, do what you want syndrome, and uh, kind of like um, I hate to say this, I hate to alienate older uh, Americans, but sometimes we feel that older Americans can kind of do what they want and they're entitled to it. Um, older dogs can sometimes kind of have the same behavior patterns where they um, you know, kind of rule the household, they do what they want to do, and some of it can be partially kind of linked towards maybe some senility changes, maybe some evidence of pain somewhere. So um, if I hear suddenly that an older pet starts to behave this way, then I like to check out and make sure we're not dealing with arthritis, um, a vision problem, um, because a lot of times um, the groomer can be a scary place when people are kind of coming towards the eyes. And sharp movements, changes, and shadows can really kind of freak out some older dogs. So um, those would be things I would look at. And if, if we have to go to a sedative, um, there are some that we can do kind of cautiously. But, yeah, we are definitely more worried about that in an older pet, and we want to watch their heart and make sure we're not putting them in any kind of jeopardy for that. So I, I would hope that, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong that you can see externally with your baby, huh? No, I mean, she's always been really, never, don't touch my face is her motto, I think. Uh-huh. She's always yeah, been she... very sensitive about touching or doing anything with her face, especially trying to clean the, the gook off below the uh, eyes that always forms. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and that's really hard when the groomers try to get in there and try to clean that. So, yeah, um, you know, if I wouldn't hold anything against your groomers, um, a lot of older patients start to get a little bit intolerant of some of these things. So, um, you know, I talk to your veterinarian. If it is safe and, and she seems in good health, then there are some lighter tranquilizers, maybe not the more typical ones that we use for the average dog, but uh, some I'll use, actually use Xanax, believe it or not. Um, in, in the right dosage, that can actually be a little bit calming and, uh, you know, we can uh, watch the patient cautiously with that. So hope that helps you out there, John. Keep those older babies going. If you have a question for any of us here at Animal Radio, give us a call, 1-866-405-8405. I cannot say enough about our underwriter, Lucy Pet Products. You actually gave away gift packages all throughout the holidays. To all my friends that had dogs, and you know what? They're finally getting back to me. I knew it would take a week or two, you know, once the holidays slow down and they get to bathing their pets. Everybody loves it. They want to know where has the shampoo been all their lives. They get their choice of different fragrances. There's like six or seven different fragrances. Well, you got the Big Apple. Uh Uh-huh. You got the Blueberry, which is uh, Blue Lightning. You got the Lavender. They call it Purple Rain. A Surfing Jack, which is like a coconutty pina colada type of... beachy thing, yeah. If if you like your animal to smell like a pina colada (laughs) like I do, that's the one. Also, the Berry Berry Smell-licious, which is a tropical freshening shampoo, and the Gentle Puppy Fresh Shampoo, which is, you know, for the... The pups, they need a little gentler shampoo. Yeah, or, or to make your old dog new again, like a little puppy. But you know what? There's also the leave-in conditioners that you can use between baths to spritz them up. And this way, if you get the gift package, you can have all the different ones. You can switch them up. One week, you can use one. The next time you bathe your pet, you use a different fragrance. You know, you can even spritz a little on yourself or use a shampoo, and you can smell just like your dog. Now, Ladybug was sleeping in bed with me last night, and I was dreaming about blueberries. <laughs> Because that was the that latest was a, shampoo. It smells wonderful, doesn't it? Well, you use the uh, leave-in grooming and conditioning spray, which helps condition your skin and fur, and actually keeps the fragrance going the whole week long. Yeah, it does. But the best thing about this company is every pet product that they make, every pet product that you buy, a portion of your proceeds go to the Lucy Pet Foundation. 
And their mission is to reduce pet overpopulation and support causes that benefit animal welfare, including animal radio. So feel confident when you buy your Lucy pet products that you're not only getting a great product, but you're also helping the animals. And as you know, that's my New Year's resolution. Only buy from companies that give back to the animals. Yep, and Lucy pet products are products with a cause. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. In Brandon, Florida, a 12-year-old Shelby Terahay thought she was helping her pet turtles when she moved them into the house to protect them from the cold. They were happily swimming around in the family bathtub when Shelby's dad came in and caught Bella, the family golden retriever, standing in the tub. Bella then jumped out and started smacking his lips. A quick head count revealed that one of the palm-sized turtles was missing. They quickly called the vet who talked them through making Bella vomit, and out came Pepper. Pepper the turtle, that is. Pepper survived around 10 minutes inside the dog and came out very much alive but with a cracked shell. The vet was able to put the shell back together with some dental acrylic. So now Pepper and Bella are doing just fine. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the dream team this hour. And I'm so excited about this. We're going to find out more about the charm school for wayward cats. I am. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is a story. I have some cats to sign up to send to that. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. It was, what, three weeks ago, Lori, you reported on this, and we had to find yeah, out weeks ago. more about it because it just sounded so silly. But actually, it turns out to be pretty cool what it exists doing. it really it really does uh what are you working on over there in the newsroom well you know of course we're all animal lovers here and because we are we're always talking about the latest uh studies and things that tell us how healthy it is for us to have pets and now this is so cool uh, a couple of scientists have actually put a monetary value on how much money dogs save us health-wise oh it's great mm. I, I believe that because, yeah. you know, they calm you. I wouldn't go to a shrink if I, I mean, my cat is my shrink. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd be paying, what, 100 bucks an hour. Yeah, a lot of there money. There you go. Now, uh, let's see here. This story just came in. It's a story that uh, Judy found intriguing because you are a pet sitter. When you're not working animal radio, you're a pet sitter. Right, and, it, and these people rely on me when they're gone that I will go in and take care of their animals. This happened in South Wales. This guy was a pet sitter Mm -hmm. and it turns out he had a stroke and was taken to the hospital and unable to remember where the animals live that he was taking care of wow oh no so there's these animals that are out there that aren't being fed or whatever locked up in a house whatever they need locked up in a house because Mm -hmm. the pet sitter is out of commission so volunteers are going up and down the streets and neighborhoods, knocking on each and every door just to look for cats and dogs that may be left alone. Left alone. Yeah. Oh, no. And they've uh, also started a Facebook group to hopefully find the... <laughs> that's a horrible thing to... Yeah, to the happen. guy lost I his memory. Imagine. They said the only thing that they found was on the refrigerator. He just wrote pet sit, you know, type thing, but he didn't put a location or dates or anything on the notes he left behind. Hmm. Wow. So that, that made me, you know... 
I'm going to make sure that I have my stuff written down so that someone can come in and see what I'm yeah. supposed to do if, if something should happen. That's good Good to have. Good lesson there. Yes. Okay. What do you say we go to the phones for your calls for Dr. Debbie or Joey Villani? Remember, you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Uh, Dr. Debbie, she's uh, very experienced in all kinds of animals because she practices in Las Vegas. So, you know, there's a lot of strange, uh, wacky animals out there. But she's written four Kindle books on Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers. So if you have one of these breeds, you should check it out. It's like an owner's manual or guardian's manual for these dogs, how to be your dog's best friend. And it's great because I can reference it when people don't believe me. And they, I say, you know, your pug has his eye change. It's really common in the breed. And they look at me like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, I wrote a book on it, really. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll listen to you. <laughs> we have links over at AnimalRadio.com if you want to check out the book. They're, they're great breeds, and you're a very, very talented writer. And I'm encouraging well, her you. to do some more breeds, but she's a busy gal. Uh, let's go to the phones. Who is this? This is Mike from Colorado. Hey, Mike from Colorado. How are you doing? Doing Okay. What's up with your uh, animals? Well, last year when we had some uh, snow and ice, used some rock salt. They were down on the sidewalk here just so it would get rid of the ice quicker. And I have two little dogs, and when they walked out through it, um, they both started crying um, from walking on it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've never really had to deal with that in the snow and ice before and was not sure what to do with them um, you know, we try to clean their paws up as best we could. I'm just wondering if that's something that shouldn't be used around animals or if there's something different to use that won't hurt them. Yeah, so that is a, it's a great thing this time of year to talk about. And there are definitely some various different products out there for um, de-icing. Um, you know, the old-fashioned salt, as we know, it, it isn't always salt. Sometimes it's actually magnesium chloride. But irregardless, it can cause irritation to the surfaces of the feet. So um, with any of those de-icers, you know, it is something to watch. If your pet is having sensitivities, um, you know, using booties might be one alternative. Um, there are also some other products, I think it's called Safe Pad, that you actually apply um, to the foot, and it helps to kind of give them a little bit of a barrier as well. Um, but as far as, you know, it's an important thing because, you know, a lot of dogs, you know, if you've got dogs like me, um, you know, what, what's on their feet is in their mouth. So you do have to watch that. So if they were to ingest larger amounts of the salt material, that can actually cause some, some illness and, and, uh, you know, lead to problems like vomiting, uh, weakness, even seizures in some situations. So, um, you know, I think that is something to look at and to see what you're using. Is this in your own yard or it, it was on a, like a public area? No, it's my own sidewalk. Uh huh. So I would look at the product and uh, you know, see what what's actually what's in there. But there are some um, you know other alternatives that you can look at. Look at. Okay, great. Thank you, Joey. You were talking last week about putting uh, what uh, bag bomb or utter bomb or something on their their well, feet. Well, that's so gonna the... that's gonna help keep their pads from 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 cracking, and it's gonna make. It's going to definitely make a barrier, but the other thing that you got to watch out if you put too much on, it stick, it'll stick to it and, oh. and it'll bring it in. But they definitely make, um, you know, um, pet safe, um, um, ice melters, um, that, that you can get in, in, in a lot of the, um, the big chain, um, pet stores that I know of. Um, I've seen them before. I mean, they are a little bit more costly, but I mean, if, if the dog is going out and, and it, they're having that sort of reaction to it, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a little bit more than just salt. Than that, it's, I think it's something that's probably more chemical based. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck with that, Mike. Stay uh, warm in there, Colorado, where it is blustery cold. 
I moved from Colorado as a youngster. That's where I was raised. I just don't like the snow very much. <laughs> you guys don't know what blustery cold is until you go to the Northeast. And oh, like where you live, live in New York and New Jersey in in in, in the winter. Colorado <laughs> is is a godsend um, compared to compared to that. Without our underwriters, Animal Radio wouldn't be possible. And we want to thank each and every one of them, like Red Barn. And in fact, this healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Available at www.redbarninc.com. And thanks for underwriting Animal Radio. Debbie. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Um, I think I need to talk to Dr. Debbie. I have an unusual situation. I have four Boston Terriers, and I have one of them who's at six years old. He has developed a weird thing when the leaves started to fall this year that he's never had before. And that's where he starts bubbling out of his nose, and he has trouble breathing, and then he might fall over on his side and spit up slim and then be okay. But Mm -hmm. it's seemingly... Uh, he's he's um, he, you can see that he's in dis- distress. Um, mm-hmm. We've been to the emergency clinic and uh, alternative uh, a uh, integrative doc, uh, veterinarian here and a regular veterinarian, and nobody seems to really have a real answer. Or they just want to put him on prednisone or uh, Temeril P and Benadryl, and then he seems okay, sort of. And then when we start to wean him off, he goes back to the same weird behavior and we've had leaves you know for the six years that we have had him and this is the first time i've ever seen them mm-hmm. okay and so has he had problems breathing unrelated to the fall um you know being a boston terrier has he had problems with um any kind of uh, nasal surgery soft palate as far as mm-hmm. um stenotic yeah. he had, before the age of 12 months he had two soft palate surgeries from at ohio okay. state university uh-huh okay and and the nasal one, two. Okay. All right. So he has. So, in, and that's the big thing. Now, when he has the episodes, when he's bubbling in that, um, does he just fall over kind of all of a sudden, have any kind of seizure-like activity? You know, it, it does not look like a seizure, and they don't think mm-hmm. that it is. They think that he can't get air because right afterwards he spits up white phlegm, and then he's like, fine. And he's not really okay. passing out, passing out, but he just falls over on his side, and okay. when he does that, you know, it's, uh, and I've even tried, like I've given the Heimlich and the, and the white phlegm will pop out and he'll feel fine. So okay. what they're saying is they think it's accumulating, the excessive mucus is accumulating, and he has, I was told he has an extra fat tongue. And okay. that he has, even since the, the surgery, he just has a tiny little opening, um, you know, through his throat. I gotcha. All right. And, and that's going to be the big thing is what, what I think your, your boy is doing is having vagal episodes. And yeah. this is actually something that happens a lot in the brachycephalic breeds, the short face breeds. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons is, is that, well, I'll back up. The vagus nerve is um, a nerve that goes from the head down to the abdomen. And there can be certain things in the body that disrupt that or overstimulate that nerve. For some mm-hmm. animals and people, it can be things like digestive problems. Um, it can be 
the respiratory problems. And I see this a lot in the brachycephalics that if they have a lot of the respiratory components to the upper airway disease, they have the narrowed nostrils, they have a narrow trachea, long soft palate, they can even get um, everted tracheal um, or laryngeal saccules and yeah. um, some other changes up there. So some of those things they might not see, but they might suspect. Um, you'd have to kind of go up with a scope to see some of those other things in the back of the throat. Um, but just being of that breed and having some of these airway changes, it's going to make it very likely that the vagus nerve can get overstimulated. And what happens with that? The heart rate drops and mm-hmm. the heart doesn't pump as well and the blood pressure drops and, a, and the pet will pass out. And they usually come right back up. Um, yeah. I've even seen dogs do this after they vomit. So where they'll vomit and then they just pass out and then they come right back up. Um, so the, the, the goal would be is to try to address what is the biggest problem and that's going to be the respiratory disease. So that might mean going to have, you know, some of these other upper airway, um, things evaluated and to see if those need to be addressed. And, and then the other thing is, yeah, if we have, allergies, something seasonal that makes our respiratory symptoms worse, oh boy, you've got an extra whammy onto the whole thing there. Um, so then um, we might talk about, you know, things like, you know, steroids can be helpful for the short term, um, yeah. but you may even want to see um, a dermatologist for allergy testing and molds just like anything else seasonally we can test for. We can hyposensit- uh, desensitize a pet with hyposensitization injections, and that might be one thing you can do. You can do, yeah. you can do that to mold. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And every region in the country is a little different in some of those things. So you have to make sure that testing is done appropriate for your area. I see. And then the, uh, but the other little Boston Terrier that uh, actually is his daughter um, Mm -hmm. that I have, she just started uh, doing the uh, bubbling too. And I Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, now uh, we know this is because They've been at the vet. We know there's nothing contagious going on here. But at the same thing, she'll go outside and she'll she'll play with a ball in the leaves, and then she'll come back in, and she she's not as bad as him. But mm-hmm. you know, she's doing it now too, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I would definitely make sure if she hasn't had her her nearies um, evaluated or corrected, that'd be definitely one of the first things. But you know, even going further back and going up with a scope, because you know some of these things they're they're progressive, so you can correct. And, and with the brachycephalic dogs, we want to jump on these things when they're young, because with time, all these other components start to um, involve. And once those some of the more chronic things happen, you can't reverse them more easily. So we want to get in there beforehand. Um, do the soft palate, do the stenotic nearies if necessary because um, there's all these other problems that will come on and that just are so much more challenging to deal with. Wow. Okay. All right. You don't know anybody that's in this area that's a specialist in this type of thing, do you? Um, you know, if you're dealing with um, veterinary schools, you're going to find a lot of the people at the top of their fields right there. Um, and as far as in dermatology, they're going to have dermatologists there as well. So I think you're going to have two two different type of approaches. One is going to be address the allergies, and the second is going to be address the upper airways. And that'll be okay. through um, you know an internal medicine type specialist. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for your call, Debbie, at one 405 8405 This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. You know, pets thrive when they're fed the same food they'd get in the wild, and meal mixers are an easy, convenient way to add raw, nutrient-rich meat, wholesome fruits, vegetables, probiotics, and antioxidants to your dog's diet. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com, and thanks for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 
How long would you wait for your shower to get hot? How long would you wait for your cell phone to fully charge? How long would you wait to get relief from your nasal congestion? If you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No-Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So, why wait? When you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin. Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. For more information, go to afrin.com. Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance. Free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics, canine caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world, and that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at caninecaviar.com. There are times being a genius would really come in handy. As your financial advisor, I require a small 12% commission in addition to a 3% subcommission on every financial transaction and a 9% commissionary commission on top of the honorarium. Honorarium? It's like a commission. But thankfully, you don't need to be a genius to do your own taxes. Because with TurboTax Absolute Zero, you can file your simple tax return for free. There are no hidden costs. It's simple, and it's absolutely free. Intuit TurboTax. Taxes done smarter. For simple U.S. returns only, offer man without notice. See offer details at TurboTax.com. We already have the best deals on hardwood flooring, but those deals just got even better at Lumber Liquidator's January flooring sale. Right now, you can get 20% off our already low prices on our thickest and best laminate. And our natural maple laminate is an unbeatable 49 cents. That's 50% off. Or get beautiful Bellawood three-quarter inch solid pre-finished Brazilian Koa at 40% off. Gorgeous engineered hardwood like gunstock oak up to 50% off. Plus get more great deals starting at just 59 cents and get special financing. Hurry before these deals are gone. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Hi, this is Justin Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I'm on Animal Radio. Adopt a pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, guys, we got to go back on the air. Lori wants a Pepsi. Get her one, Guido. It's Animal Radio. <laughs> Give it our drink orders live on the radio. <laughs> Did you say Diet Pepsi? Yeah, just like Dr. Dim. Yeah, both of you. Hey, I'm off the sauce. I- I'm on uh, iced tea now. Oh, much better. Really? Oh, yeah, it is actually better. Yes. It is. It's got more caffeine, but the carbonation and the bone density and all that. So, you know, I'm trying to make small improvements, you know, New Year's thing and all. See, I don't drink soda at all because I see what it does to, like, uh, put a penny in it <laughs> and watch it oxidize. Spill it on your car. <laughs> yeah, that's doing the same stuff to you. Yeah. That's a good point, Al. Yeah. But now it doesn't have aspartame, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's different. Was that dangerous? Yeah, it's artificial sweetener. Huh. They just use or- another artificial sweetener now. Huh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think they probably use antifreeze or something now. <laughs> it just jacks up your your metabolism of normal, how you respond to sugar in a normal way. So okay. it actually makes you crave more. Well, you know what? Whatever our news director needs, because she works tirelessly, (laughs) many, many hours, and in fact... Send her the Pepsi. What do you have coming up? A martini, please. (laughs) What do you have coming... Go get her a martini. What do you have coming up this hour? Well, I have the coolest story, and I, I saw this picture. This dog is so adorable. It turns out not only is he adorable... He helps servicemen and women, and what this dog, he must be psychic or something, but how he can pick out soldiers in need. Ah, Incredible. It must be that seventh sense that I'm pretty sure they have. They have it. It, And it could be some scent that we have as well. Scent. Did you get that? Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dr. Debbie, you ready to take some calls? I sure am. Let's get to work. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing? Well, I've got a almost four-month-old little uh, teacup chihuahua, and I know um, she weighs almost two pounds, not quite. And the the veterinarian here, who is her vet, is wanting me to have her spayed. And um, my concern is her weight, and I was just kind of curious about whether the little ones go into heat as often or, you know, just some ins and outs and and what's the best course of action for me to take. Mm -hmm. Well, um, definitely, we do want to get this girl spayed. And with mm-hmm. any dog, any breed, the preference is to do that before they go into a heat cycle. That mm-hmm. that makes the breast cancer risk almost zero, and that's when we mm-hmm. want to do that. We don't want to wait until they get older and they get um, after a heat cycle or a pregnancy. So um, for small breeds and, and toy breeds in general, yes, they can kind of have a little different timing of onset when they go into their first heat. Sometimes the smaller the toy breeds might be a little earlier. Um, so in oh, comparison, really we might... Earlier. Yeah, so sometimes they might go in, you know, anywhere from six months to maybe 10 months of age. Um, whereas the larger breed dogs, it's usually even up to a year. Um, oh. and even some giant breeds may not go into heat until they're a year and a half. So, um, it, it can kind of vary. But, uh, so yeah, I would be prepared. I would not delay it past that six month point. And kind of the next point of your, your question in there is, you know, her size. And, and I understand your concerns for her, her petite, her petite frame. Um, right. but it generally, um, for the veterinarian, um, size doesn't matter. <laughs> I love that. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, you made yourself laugh, didn't you? I, I, I did. Don't I, I just sorry, um, but yes. I mean, I, we do surgery on you know less than one pound of ferrets and, and guinea pigs. So size isn't what scares us. We want to have your pet mature, fully vaccinated, in good health. Now, sometimes for some of the little breeds, they can have other types of problems. We want to monitor and make sure we can address that if necessary. So a lot of times, little chihuahuas don't drop their teeth when they should. So that's some. Right. Sometimes I'll kind to watch that and just see if it's going to be something we need to address. So I don't like to do the little breeds too early, um, meaning like four months. I would prefer to wait till about six months so we can watch those teeth yeah, and see if what, we need that, to. That is what they suggested. I just, I, I, I you've answered a, a big question for me because I, my assumption was that the little ones probably would go longer before they would go into heat. So it's really, really knowledgeable for me to know that that's mm-hmm. the act, actual opposite. Well, thank you for easing my mind. All right. Well, very good. Give that little baby a pat on the head. And what's your baby's name? Sophie. Sophie? Oh. Sophie. <laughs> very good. Well, wish her well for me and, and uh, give her a good kiss. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for your call, Sherry. one 405 8405 to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. You know your pet is so cute. So enter them in the Kimpton Hotel's 5th Annual Pet Photo Contest to win the ultimate hospitality getaway. We're talking about three nights at any Kimpton Hotel plus airfare for two humans and a pet on JetBlue. But you got to enter before January 31st at KimptonHotels.com slash pet contest or on Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag KimptonPetPit2016. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy, with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea and Tick Medication delivered right to your door. 
Learn more at fosterandsmith.com. I'm Lori Brooks. If you don't already have a pet, well, go out and adopt today if you want to save some money. There's a new study out that shows having a pet in your home may save you money on medical bills. You have to love this because we're hearing these kind of stories all the time about how pets make you healthy. So two researchers from George Mason University in Virginia calculated a savings of more than $11 billion in health care costs in the United States saved as a result of pet ownership. You know, with all those studies saying how pets make us healthier, the pair decided, hey, we're going to put a monetary value on all those health benefits. So on average, they explained that the 132.8 million pet owners in the U.S. visit a doctor 0.6 times less than the average non-pet owner. Well, with the average cost of a visit to the doctor's office at $139, that all calculates to more than $11 billion pet owners did not have to spend. Not only that, but dog owners who walk their pet five or more times a week had a lower incidence of obesity, and they say we're responsible for saving $419 million in related health care costs. Soldiers in the military, they seek out therapy dogs to help them get over the stresses of battle. But a dog like Joe is helping servicemen and women in a totally different way. Joe and his handler work out of a military hospital in northern Virginia. Joe is specially trained to seek out soldiers suffering from all kinds of different battle-related mental illnesses. Now, when Joe notices someone who is suffering from anxiety or depression, Joe will go and lay down right there at their feet. When he notices someone suffering from anxiety or depression, he goes and lays down at their feet. So far, Joe has identified 47 people showing signs of emotional distress, and seven of those people admitted that they had a plan to commit suicide. 33 of the people picked out by Joe are now being treated by doctors. No one is exactly sure exactly what Joe keys in on with a patient, but it is thought to have something to do with you know the smells we put off when we're under stress and maybe even our body language. Whatever it is, all that matters is that it is working, and Joe is saving lives. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadil delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com. Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a Vet VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Rimadil to non-prescription items like Canine Advantix Flea and Tick Preventive. Doctors Foster and Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten free.
You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. We are celebrating the connection with your pets toll-free. The number is 1-866-405-8405. We'll take a quick break first because this is important. This is what I've been waiting for the whole show. (laughs) The uh, Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Cats that Lori reported on, what, uh, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. It seemed uh, pretty intriguing, a little bit crazy at the time. Then I started to find out a little more about it, and we figured we needed to, to dig deep on this, and we found Sean Simons. Is it Simons? Sean Simons. It is Simons. How are you doing, Sean? Welcome to the show. Well, currently I'm crazy, but I'm doing well. <laughs> well, that's okay. I am. In fact, we are all crazy here <laughs> about our animals. In particular, uh, you are you call yourself the headmistress over at the Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Cats. What is that? Please tell listeners. So um, we're Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats, and we are 100% feral cat rescue. So I apparently am really into theme parties, and uh, I just kind of <laughs> ran with it. I, I started accidentally spaying and neutering feral cats in uh, my neighborhood. Where you you don't mean accidentally doing that. How do you accidentally <laughs> spay and neuter? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you did it intentionally, but I understand what you're, what you're talking about. Yeah, my husband and I bought a house in the backyard. There were feral cats, and that's really what started me on my journey. And um, I started working with the uh, feral kittens, and it's it's grown into Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats, and we do about uh, 400 adoptions a year and over a 1,000 free spay neuters in the community. Now, for those that don't know, feral cats are they are very hard to domesticate. They're very hard to... Uh, bring into the household because they're used to being outdoors and, and they're really not human friendly usually. That's a big task you've undertaken. Do you well, do you always succeed? Well, I, I should make it sound a little easier because that, that's going to make me seem like a Dr. Doodle, Doodle or something. Um, we mostly are working with kittens. Feral cats are cats that haven't had a lot of human interaction. Mostly they've had zero human ac- interaction or they have a, a feeder or a colony manager. Um and it is the feral cats that are partially responsible for the overpopulation issue. And I say partially responsible because the feral cats are there because of, uh, because of humans, because of, of our um, uh, lack of responsibility with our own cats and our community cats by not getting them fixed. Uh-huh. So their offspring that are being born underneath bushes and uh, underneath cars uh, in alleyways, these kittens have also never been um, touched by human hands, and they have uh, a feral mama teaching them, and they are what we call hissy kittens. Um, <laughs> hissy kittens? Mostly hissy kittens. Hissy. Yeah, yeah, and that's mostly what we're working with. Uh, the overpopulation in the shelters, you know, kittens are the most killed animal in the shelters. People think it's Edna's. 14-year-old cat, but it's really, yes, eight weeks and under kittens are 76% of all animals killed in the Los Angeles city shelters are kittens eight weeks and under. Yeah, think about that for really? a second. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. but, but the great well, thing is that when she's intervening and getting these kittens when they're really young, if you get them away from their feral mama, you can actually tame them and they can make that turnaround. So that's an important timeline she's working with here. Well, and I'll tell you, we've stretched the timeline quite a bit. I think if you were to Google right now and look into a socialization of feral kittens, they tell you like four, six weeks. 
um, after eight weeks, you know, don't, you're, you, all is lost. We do four months and under without question. And the reason I think that we have been able to stretch that timeline again is not because I'm going to say that, you know, I, I can speak to the animals or that I'm a cat psychic, but that we have a huge volunteer base and we start from 8.30 in the morning till 9.30 at night, and the cats see 80 different people a week. Wow. So you're adopting so, out in the Los Angeles area, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So anybody that's listening now in one of our L.A. stations, they want to get a hold of a kitten that was feral that is ready to go home. You have those, right? Yes, and these kittens, I mean, people have to break through the notion of what, you know, feral is. Our kittens, again, because they're seeing 80 different people a week and they're so handled, they are some of the most social cats you will yeah. ever, ever come across. I would bet they may actually be more well-adjusted than uh, your average kitty. <laughs> because oh, they see so by many people. far. Yeah. Hey, and I, I was kind of surprised you're in the L.A. area. When I heard the name of the school, I actually had some kind of notion of, like, in England somewhere, in the, the school for wayward cats, you know. I thought you were going to have an Me too. So. Cats walking around with books on their heads. Yes. You're about to reach your 1,000th adoption uh, coming up here. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Any any minute now, pretty much, it looks like. Well, that's There's a, about 998. That's exciting. And then you also yeah. you have the National Feral Cat Day Art Exhibit. I love that. You have a uh, giant soft cat sculpture called Lucky Balls. And <laughs> well, get this. It, yeah. it, it, this is really cool. It for, makes sense. For $25, you could neuter the cat by cutting off a pair of knitted cat balls. Jeez. <laughs> and then... There was a pair of, uh, what, sparkly balls, and if you pulled uh-huh. them, you won the $150 entertainment prize. Was this your idea? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, um, we, we're kooky. Um, my, my background uh, was in entertainment my whole life, and so I think I bring a lot of that into the work that we do. I mean, I bring a lot of that in, into the marketing, in, uh, into the name, and it's, it's helped our visibility uh, a lot. So are you a nonprofit organization? Oh, we are as, we about as no-profit as you can get. What, what I mean is if I make a donation, will it be tax-deductible? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, we can do that by heading over to kittybungalow.org, kittybungalow.org. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Sean, thanks so much for what you do and especially for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you reaching out and giving us a little notice. It's Animal Radio, and it is with great honor I present to you the dog father, Joey Volani, right here on Animal Radio. How you doing, big guy? This tip this today is really, it's one of those that intrigue me because we had a client that came in, and the dog smelled great. <laughs> this dog smells good. It's not even smell. This dog needs to be clean, but it doesn't feel clean. And when I, when I asked her, she said, yeah, use for breeze. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I'd be using that. <laughs> So what she was doing is she is spraying the dog with Febreze. Yeah, um, that seems like a good idea, but is, yeah, is that well, healthy? It's The funny part is, is this isn't unique. I've heard this so many times that I said, let me, let me talk about it. The bottom line is this, is you shouldn't be spraying your pet with anything that is not made for pets for a number of reasons, which I don't even think I need to go into, but I will. Number one, nobody knows what it could be doing, you know, to their skin. Now, anything that irritates you 
is definitely going to irritate them. That's just how it is. I mean, the, the human composition, I mean, we're working with chemicals all day. We have our hands in dish detergent or, or sprays or whatever it is, even, even just putting creams and lotions on yourself. We're spraying stuff that we would never spray on ourselves. I don't know many people that would spray that would spray Febreze I put a little right under each of my armpits oh, every hell, morning. You, feel, you know, that's why you smell so fresh every day, i got to tell you. But that being said, we'll ignore, we'll ignore how right now. The bottom line is this. There's a couple of reasons why dogs and cats are going to smell. First off, which is the most common, they're not bathed often enough, okay? And they're active and they roll and they get into things. So that's going to cause it. But that's pretty, that's common sense. The second thing is dietary or medically. I mean, if your pet is being groomed regularly and it has an, a foul odor, now don't get me wrong, dogs smell like dogs. A lot of them, you know, I mean, you ever hear that saying, you know, my dog smells like corn chips? Well, a lot of people will tell you that's a healthy dog smell. I mean, it's, it's, it's a dog. A dog is going to smell like a dog, and a lot of times a cat's <laughs> going to smell like a cat. And that's, you know, something that we have to deal with. But they make colognes and cover-ups that are made for that. But if it's beyond that, talk to your veterinarian. And there's a lot of different types of products, shampoos, um, sometimes antibiotics have to be given. But um, don't use Febreze, okay? Don't use anything that is not designed to be made or put on your pet. Really good advice. So thank you so much for that. I'm going to stop doing that. Yes, I'll stop it right now. What do you say we go to the phones toll-free for your calls? 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio, baby. Hey, Don. Hi, how you doing? Pretty good. Where are you today? I live in your Belinda, Orange County. How can we help you today? Well, we have a problem with our cats. We have a, uh, a border that we took in. He's an Abyssinian, about five years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't have a place to live, so we took him in. He's, he's a, a purebred. We took him in. He's um, staying with us. Uh, we decided to go ahead and keep him. We have two females. Uh, a Siamese, who's about about 12, and we have a little mongrel. She's about three, uh, and he's attacking them, okay? He's, um, in the beginning, he wasn't too bad with them. It looked like they were trying to play together, and then he's gotten more and more aggressive. It's gotten to the point where, where they run and hide the minute he comes out. They, mm-hmm. he's, he's hurt them. He's injured the Siamese. He actually, you know, forgive me for what I'm going to say, but he, he caused the, the little mongrel to pee all over herself because he was that aggressive. But she was so scared. That he had attacked her, and during that, during and the yet, attack, she actually peed. She actually peed right there. You know, that's how scared she was. She was shaking. Yowza. And so I, we don't know what to do with him. We don't, we, we don't want to give him up because he's such a, he's, you know, with us, he's just, he's a wonderful cat. He's so mm-hmm. lovable, um, sweetheart, but... You know, they. Okay. This is their home, and and we don't know what to do. Okay. Well, I can have a, a couple questions for you here, Don. The first thing is, how long have you had the other two kitties? Oh, twelve years. We okay. One and, for for the Siamese, and three years for the mongrel. Okay. And then for this, you call him the border. So I'm expecting he's like paying rent or like leaving the <laughs> suitcase at the door. Well, he came in. He, he didn't. He the he lost his his home. And uh, because they had to move and they couldn't get take a cat where they were going, so we took him in, and he was supposed to to go back to his his owner. 
Well, he couldn't take him, so we said, you know what, we want him, we'll keep him, because okay. we'd fallen in love with him. You know, and how long has he been with you now? About six months. Six months, okay. About eight months. And then my next questions are about the home environment. Are they all indoor kitties? They're all indoor kitties. Okay. How many litter pans do you have? Two. We have uh, the one for the girls and the one for him. Okay. And then is everybody spayed and neutered? Uh, yes, everybody's fixed. Okay. Well, I'd say that the first thing here is we're going to really have to make some decisions on to what lengths you're ready to really make this new kitty, um, hopefully a long-term uh, resident of this household. Because anytime we add a new cat into a multi-cat home, we're increasing the chance that we're going to have a personality conflict. And there's some things that I can advise that might help take some of the stress out of the situation, but there's no doubt um, that there's going to be some stress for your kitties and that you need to decide if you want to take on this other cat to the detriment of your other kitties. And uh, there's a lot of situations where cats can have a new kitty come into the home and the personality changes of the existing cats um, happen. And that is the nature of the cat hierarchy. There's always going to be some kind of checks and balances. And it sounds like the new guy is kind of wanting to rule the roost here. So some of the things that I can advise for you would be, um, first and foremost, we need to add more resource areas for your kitties. Um, that two litter boxes for three cats, especially three cats that aren't maybe getting along that great, that's too few. Um, we generally want to have one box extra for the number of cats you have. So that's so like four litters, really- you're saying? Oh, yeah, four litter box areas. So we need to have those resources available. And the whole idea is that anything that your kitties might need, we want them to have ample access to that so that there isn't a conflict where it's like, you know, he sees them coming and he's guarding the litter box um, or he sees the food there and he doesn't want them near them. So that's very important. And that includes sleeping areas. And we all know how much cats love to climb and go into high areas. And so you can do a good thing by providing extra areas for them to kind of nest and to hide. The nice little cat trees, um, extra hiding spots in rooms, uh, cardboard boxes. A lot of cats just dig those kind of things. So we want to give lots of resources there. Now, the other thing is that, you know, if we're introducing these kitties, we're kind of already thrown into this, and we're into six months into it. But in general, if I can catch cats before we start the introduction, I like to do it gradual, and I like to work up to small exposures of good experience. Once we have this fighting, once we have a negative experience, it sets you back. And we really have to set the kitties almost into a kitty separation mode for a couple days because they don't forget that easily. They're kind of like, you know, the mother-in-law, you piss off somewhere along the line. Oh, yeah. They're going to remember that. So even if a fight or an altercation occurs today, there's going to be static in that kitty household for three, even sometimes five days down the road. So... Anything that happens between now and then is going to likely start an altercation. So really separate them during that time and only allow more and more contact when there's good experiences there. I would say we need to work on those resources. I would add in some maybe some pheromones, the natural scent hormones that have a calming influence on cats. You won't smell them, but they can have that calming effect. And in a multi-cat situation, it's a great indication to use these things. They're like little plug-ins you stick into your electric outlet. That would be something. 
The the other thing is that you, you may you, want you to can, consult. You can, hold on one second. You can get those at Petco. I'm sorry, he asked where where you can get them. Sure. Petco or uh, PetSmart or any box store. I believe, okay. believe they come under the brand of Comfort Zone or Feel Away right now. You got that. And then the other thing is you may want to consult with your individual veterinarian because in some cases to make this transition into happy household a reality, I will turn to behavior modifying drugs. It's not our first choice and it's not the magic bullet, yeah. but there are indications to use things to help make build those good experiences. It can really help for certain situations and you might want to talk to your vet because I will often sometimes give the, the medication to the pet that has the kind of aggression problem. Yeah. And in other situations, it might be on the converse. It might be the cat that's having trouble coping with this. But yeah. I think you definitely need to work on some things in the home, add the pheromones, and then, um, you know, just give these kitties a lot of room because they are definitely, uh, they remember like elephants. Yeah, they seem to. Well, thank you so much for the call, Don, and good luck with your babies. Well, there you go. What a blast. I had a lot of fun today, especially learning about the Wayward School for Cats, or the School for Wayward Cats. <laughs> Got to get that right there. The hissy kitties. Yes. Hissy kitties. <laughs> Don't forget, enter your picture for the big contest, the Kimpton 5th Annual Photo Contest. you got to do it before January 31st. We have all the information over at AnimalRadio.com. And in fact, uh, if you need your fix during the week, that's the place to do it. Or download the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It has all your recalls, all the news you need to know, and you can listen to the show anytime you want and ask your questions about your pets anytime you want. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye-bye. Bye. Lucy says woof. 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 This is Animal Radio Network.